0: This is Brian Q. Miller, and you're listening to Across the Airwaves. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, at the DC Nation, we are. Tonight's <laughs> entertainment.
1: <laughs> you're <crazy. laughs> <crazy.
0: laughs> overwhelmed,
1: freezing. Mm-hmm. just None of the Robins ever complained.
0: Titans go! Booster! You're going to melt just like a cheese sandwich. And show you. Just how powerful I really am. I always always tall
1: and slight no evils and escape my sight, those who worship evils might be where my power green lantern flight. But let the universe howl in despair, for I have returned. We have no more use for this one. Kill him. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Across the Airways DC Nation Podcast. The only place so far on the internet to find podcast reviews, got all of the imaginative content DC Comics provides for its fans including comic books, Brian Q. Miller's Smallville Season 11, and movies. I'm, of course, Dan Schmidt, your host. And with me is the most infamous member, cover across the Airwaves core. our very own... Michael J. Petty. And Michael, with you now in your satin tights, fighting for our rights, can you tell us who we are covering today, or I guess the issues that we're covering today?
0: Dun, 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 dun. What? We will be covering Smallville Season 11, Olympus, uh, Chapters 1 through 3, which is print Issue 16 of the Smallville Season 11 comic book written by Brian Q. Miller, with art by George Jimenez, and cover art by Kat Staggs.
1: Yes. And in case you're following us with the digital issues, that is Issues 56 through 58, just to yes. avoid any confusion there. Can yes. you? Have- we're basically just doing more catch-up on our Smallville issues right now, correct?
0: That is correct.
1: And that's going to probably lead you in to our uh, Comic-Con episode, which will be coming out probably next week. That sounds about right, right, Michael?
0: Yeah, and don't worry, guys. We'll still get that Beware the Batman episode in, especially yes. since that series is on its fifth episode now, and it's going strong. It's fantastic. I love it.
1: Yeah. What we're going to do is we're probably going to do a big discussion on it. And then we'll cover it on a weekly basis from there. Along with Smallville. Yep. And I would. Sorry. Yeah. And I would just say, expect after the comic con episode, expect shorter episodes of our show. Um, because, you know, we're going to be covering a number of, of other things as the fall season picks up for all the live action shows. Yep. So that'll be going on. But, uh, Next week's episode will be discussion galore, because we're going to talk about everything going on with DC Comics, um, including the controversial Superman Wonder Woman stuff going on, which luckily stayed out of Smallville, and uh, the Trinity War, which is going to be big, and Zero Year, of course. That's a big deal with Batman, so we'll be talking all those things in our next episode. But for now, I think we'll get the ball rolling, right? Absolutely. All right. So we're going to get the ball rolling talking about um, Smallville, Olympus chapters one through three, um, print issue 16, or digital issues 56 through 58. So take it away with the summary, Michael.
0: Olympus. Twenty years ago, a young boy washed up on a mysterious island and met a princess. Now that princess has come to look for the mother who disappeared when she was, when she took the boy back. But if Smallville is prepared for strange beings, Washington D.C. certainly is not. Dun dun dun. That thus begins a twelve-part series. I am mad that it's a twelve-part series. I think it should only be a shorter one, kind of like. Uh... The last one, like Argo, I I, I don't think we need, like for Batman, I I saw the point, I got it, but I don't think you need that for Wonder Woman.
1: Right. Well, and I think that it's Smallville. I mean, it should be focused on what's going on with Clark. Exactly. I don't think too much time should be spent on a team up. Well, and if
0: you want that, make a special, do a special like that. Yeah. The main story, I think, should be more Clark centered.
1: Yeah. But, you know, they did a good job of putting Clark-centered elements in the story, even though it's a team-up. Like, it was really nice to see Martha Kent in this. Yeah. As it started out with really what would have been a great opening for a Smallville episode. Yeah, I agree. With with Martha meetings with someone in Washington, D.C. Um, he's, a, he's a good guy, right? He looks like a villain, but I guess he's a good guy. What was his name? Bones? Bones, yes.
0: Yeah, the uh, DEO guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He just looks like a bad guy. In the comics, though, it's kind of funny because he looks just like Black Mask. Okay. It's, it's kind that. of funny. He's head. skull
1: head, but, so, it's, but not. So is this Bones guy kind of like the DC version of the Smoking Man? Yeah, he kind of is,
0: actually. Uh, he's he's kind of just a bigger placement to Amanda Waller, just a different organization. Okay. That's basically who off. he is. Okay. Which was dumb. I still think she's alive and should be alive, but right. I guess we'll never...
1: Right. I'm surprised we didn't get like, someone like Sergeant Steel or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Who was a major, major, major character in the Wonder Woman comic that ended off um, the post-crisis universe. Um, Yeah. I I forget what volume that is. There's so many Wonder Woman volumes. It's disgusting. So Um, I think it was like three. We'll go with that. Well, the
0: The problem with Wonder Woman comics, and I'll say this right here right now, is that there's no real definitive Wonder Woman stories yeah they're all just i mean new 52 yes they have new stories that are more definitive more um arc based but before it was really almost issue by issue yeah and and that just doesn't fly nowadays with uh superheroes and comic book stories i wish it did because i really do enjoy issue by issue comics however that's not the case anymore especially uh Especially with Wonder Woman, I think they finally got that because they find out what works with her. Um, because, and I think this story, along with the New Fifty Two stuff, and really, I think with uh, Grant Morrison's upcoming Super, or Superman, Wonder Woman Earth One, I think these will be the uh, more definitive Wonder Woman stories for the next few years.
1: Yeah, well, it's hard to name a Wonder Woman story. Well, Not that's heads, yeah
0: exactly that's what I'm saying it just doesn't happen you just don't know many
1: Gail Simone did a really good run when she did the, the post-crisis Wonder Woman series where she really tried to get definitive stories um, and I so did don't know if people read Rez. that yeah. so did
0: Perez. I mean he did like right after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths when he did his run when he kind of rebooted her He was his was really good too yeah. The problem is they're not as definitive stories right. or arcs, I should say. I mean, they're more. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, really.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, I I thought it was good. How it started with Martha Kent, um, in this story where she meets with Bones, and they get attacked by Felix Faust and a, a group of wizards, and I I think that um, Felix Faust is probably the best villain to use in a Smallville-centered Wonder Woman story? Because he's human. And he's looking into magic. We've seen characters like this before on Smallville. So it fit kind of what was going on. At least I thought so. Right. And then... We didn't, what the Wonder Woman that we saw here, I mean, she had the bracelets and stuff, but it's not like the Wonder Woman we know in the comics. Um, it, yeah. She's wearing kind of similar to her white Diana Prince outfit that she wore when they kind of made Wonder Woman normal back in the 60s. And then they brought it back a couple of years ago when they did a, a reboot. Yeah. And I thought, go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I like that. Would you say she's at kind of a blur status right now is why we don't have the traditional Wonder Woman stars and stripes?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, even, even on her shirt, there's still the W. Yeah. Just kind of like Clark had the ass when he was the blur. I think it's the same sort of scenario.
1: Okay. Or do you think Brian's going for a thing? where he wants to make it more subtle.
0: And maybe he does. I don't know if that's the way to go with Wonder Woman. A, because it never seems to work. And B, because it always looks bad.
1: Okay. Because, I mean, I I just feel like eyes are on Brian with this story arc for them to see how we could do, well, an Amazon TV show. or Or, you know, a movie.
0: Like, and and they could give her pants easily. They could give her in a biker sort of jacket, kind of like they tried to do before the New 52. I'd be perfectly fine with that. She just needs to be in the red, blue, and uh, gold.
1: Okay. Because, I mean, I, friends of mine talking to them about a Wonder Woman movie, they're like, oh, you can't work, because it's not going to work in that costume, and, you know, things like that. Guy was wondering if they're trying to go a more realistic approach, because that's gonna, what's going to work best for, let's say, an upcoming Justice League movie, or whatever they plan to do with her in live action.
0: I think they do something like they do with Lady Sif in the Thor films. Okay. I think you'd do something like that. You'd just make it a little more colorful, put some red and blue in, and dark blue in there, and I think it'd be fine.
1: Right. And, and Thor is probably a good example on what they should look at and where they should go with a Wonder Woman live action story. Yeah. Um, I think that blend between kind of mythology and humor that the first Thor did, my they served them very well with the Wonder Woman film. Although I
0: feel outside of Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman, her mother, the Amazons shouldn't really be funny like Guardians are because I think right. it works for Asgardians because there's, you know, there's a big fat one. There's a prince. There's Loki. It works. But with Amazons, they're much more serious people.
1: I think the human and needs I, to come from Steve Trevor.
0: I, I, yeah, that's Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think and I
0: don't think I'd mind if they did Ares or Cheetah or someone like that, or Giganta even, if they wanted to go down that route. Make the villain humorous or somewhat humorous.
1: Right. Can I Especially Aries. Can I also think you need to make the 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 villain a human who's intrigued by this magic or consumed by it.
0: Kinda of like Felix Faust, like they're doing here and yes. they did in the League.
1: Or what they're doing with Doctor Savannah in the the retelling of Shazam's, the Shazam's origin story. That's true. That would work. Where he's teamed up with Black Adam. So you like did have... You now, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, did you finish the end to that story? I'm
1: trying to remember where it gets at. It's been a while since I looked at that book. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm after he defeated Black Adam. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you so you uh, read Justice League Twenty One.
1: Yes, the origin story. I finished.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, so good.
1: Yes, it is. It Thank is. you, Jeff. Thank you for incorporating the Goonies into Shazam's story. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. I love the Goonies. Such a good movie. Well, it makes sense. It's a Richard Donner movie, and he's good friends with Richard Donner.
1: Right. Exactly. It's a great reference there, but anyway, back to Smallville, because I yes. think we've lost Small. We've got far away from Smallville here. Um, I liked it how Wonder Woman or Diana saved Clark's mom. Yeah, um, this would. Be... I
0: saw Martha again.
1: Yeah, um, guys, glad to see her again. I like that. That's how her connection with Superman was established through the woman that made him who he is. I think that's a really cool way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have gotten away with this with Chloe as well. Again, they can't use her right now. But um, I think this was, this was the way to do it. Got in the opening when she called Clark and she said, well, somebody saved me. Great opening. Yes. Just just perfect. You can almost hear the music. Yep. So very well done with Brian on the first issue setting it up, introducing the character and you know, having her first action move be the bracelet's classic. Yep. Um, Brian just knows how to introduce a character very, very well. I agree. Anything else with that?
0: I really liked that they've kept the whole Red Queen persona intact, so yes. to speak. I like that Martha is is still in politics, but she's trying to stay as far away from poli- the politics aspect of it as possible, I think that works for her. Right. And, I, and I think her association with DEO will not only come in handy, but I think it it that also fits directly with her character because just like in – well, just like even in the earlier seasons when Jonathan was still alive, she would take any means to protect Clark, even if it meant working for Lionel Luthor or holding on to the Kryptonian key or whatever it was to keep her son safe. And she's doing the same thing now. And I like that.
1: Yes. I gets, it's, it's perfect. I mean, really, I just, I, I like what they've done with Martha's character and how they brought her back into the series. And Brian just kept riding with it. And it, it worked really well. Yeah. Um, and, and I like, I feel like she's there in her role at, in, with the government to protect Clark. Going to keep him and his friends safe. And that's what she's always done. So I think yeah. that's cool. You know, She's trying to be a hero, in her own right. Um, and I think Jonathan would have tried to do the same thing if he would have become senator like he was supposed I, to.
0: I, I think he would go about it, though, in a way that was more forceful. Yes. And it would have gotten him in trouble just like what got him in trouble which resulted in his death in the first place. Exactly. I I, I think that's what would have been
1: more outspoken.
0: Yes. And, I, and which is why Martha is better at this point because right. she's a lot more subtle with it. Right. And she can still, you know, keep a cool head in a bad situation.
1: Exactly. Like she did many times on the show. Absolutely. Can then we go into the next issue and Clark's, He's a worried son here. I, I like that we saw his concern with his mom, for his mom kind of created a lapse in emotion. Yeah. And he was floating over, over the bed with Lois. Yep. Great throwback to early Smallville.
0: Yes. Second episode, Metamorphosis. Yes.
1: So I, I knew you probably loved that, Michael.
0: Yes. That got me excited. I liked that a lot.
1: And and Clark, you know, he just was being um, a worried son in this at the airport. You know, Lois saying he's worrying about nothing. No big deal. Clark's like, I've got to get back. Got to make sure mom's okay. This is good. I mean, it, it really humanized um, Clark and the Superman character there. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I love that about this rendition of Superman. He's so worried about the people he's close to. It cares for them a lot
0: well and really that's the donner superman well yeah that's 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 who clark is i mean really you're not gonna see the donner inspired superman in the comics for a long time and you're not gonna in film and you're probably not gonna on tv or an animation but here here in a continuation of a series that was basically born out of the Donner era that was inspired by the Donner era that has incorporated all the elements. And I do mean all the elements from the Donner era somehow into its series. You're going to see that in his version of Superman and in his version of Clark too, for sure.
1: But I feel like you could see that in Cavill's man of steel, Superman.
0: I felt at times you could,
1: they just didn't exploit it enough in that movie.
0: I didn't feel he was expanded on enough as a as yeah. a person to get that. I and I think we'll get that in the world's finest movie, especially when he's up against Batman and he has right. to you know, show that he's different than Batman. Right. I think we'll get that for sure. But I didn't feel it as much in Man of Steel because kind of like the how it should have ended uh, Man of Steel joke, I, I didn't find Man of Steel as inspiring as I did the first two Superman films.
1: Or, or Smallville or
0: yeah, exactly Smallville uh, actually especially Smallville um, and, we, and, and really I felt Superman Returns was kind of inspiring to me because it was still a yeah. Donna era film it, it really had that inspiration part of it and maybe it was it the music off the it was, other two films it, yeah I agree uh, yeah. and I, I felt Man of Steel it didn't do that and that's
1: just me yeah no I I, I understand well, and Clark, this Clark, of course, we met. It's so easy to understand because we grew up with him. We spent ten years with this and, character, and some, and some of us quite literally grew up with him. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that- so I mean, he's technically my age, so it's like, okay, I get where he's coming from, because I would be in that place too. Yeah. And so that that's what was great about it. And again, there's still some fun. With him going and get the girl, little girl's teddy bear. Because yeah, super speed, that was cool. That was cool. I, I like superheroes interacting with kids. I've always had. That was another fun little moment.
0: I agree. And most people would say nowadays that they don't want a Superman that, you know, saves cats from trees and does this and that. But Superman's always done that sort of stuff.
1: But this is a good way to do it. It really was very corny. No. Commenting something was, I think the show would have done. Yeah.
0: I no, totally.
1: Yeah. And and again, I think we need to see Superman doing some of these things in Man of Steel. Coming I do in, too. in in World's Finest. Which is coming I out. Do that that'll help I a so, lot.
0: I'm so excited for that World's Finest movie. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Get like
0: out. honestly. You and I talked about this off air, but oh my
1: gosh. Batman's gotta be done right though.
0: I don't I don't know how you can do Batman wrong. Even in the Nolan films where he was almost yeah. nothing like his comic I mean, counterpart, he was still done very well.
1: The voice is a very key thing. I agree. It cannot be what it was. No. No. <laughs> make anymore. it
0: even if you make it
1: more like the Burton
0: film's voice, I'm fine with that. Just don't make it no the book. I
1: think they need to go after what Conroy does.
0: With the tone? Yes. Yes.
1: That that switch off. I'm with you there. Yeah, but that's a discussion for another time. That's that's our uh, Comic-Con episode. Yep. Yeah. Um. So Clark gets to Martha's house. And I like this scene. It was feeding off what made that episode of Hostage so good. Yes. Where, you know, you could, Jonathan kind of died, but you could still feel his presence. You could still feel he was there. When Martha was talking about, you you know, your father would be so proud of you, and I made this big dinner for Superman, and, you know, Martha seems to be, like, the biggest Superman fan out of everyone because she's proud of her son. Right. You know, there were some dark days for Clark that we all went through, especially in season three. Cause now she gets to be proud that, you know, they've gotten past those days. The uncertainty has yep. gone and Clark is this great person. And it just, it was just a nice moment.
0: Hey, I, I liked it. I loved, I loved the reference to Connor. I liked yes. that he's going to a school run by Jay Garrick with other people like him. So who knows, maybe a teen Titans.
1: That's kind of, uh, that would be the greatest side story.
0: I think so too,
1: Titans. I think so too,
0: and and really, it, it, if you can't do a Titan story, fine, I get it, okay, but at least give me a Superboy story in San Francisco, yeah, because I want, I want that badly.
1: Well, I could I could see them doing like, maybe Mia, maybe, I don't know.
0: I could see them maybe doing Mia and Barbara.
1: Yeah, get Superboy.
0: And Superboy. And have them be the main three of the next generation or whatever. That would be fun. I think that would be fun. Uh, yeah, so, I
1: mean, and, and I was, I'd love throw in Cyborg. That. He's one of the teachers.
0: Yes, put Cyborg in there. Yes. If Bart were still on, you could put Bart in there. Raven would be or, fun,
1: too.
0: Get Wally. Yeah. Get Wally involved. It would be fun. We need Barry and Hal, though, before I want before yeah. I want a teen t- side story. I kind of want Barry and Hal. But, no, I, I really I really did like that reference to Superboy. I loved the reference to Shelby and all that. Yes. That she was there and We've all that. A great yeah.
1: throwback. Yep. Poor Shelby, though. Like, Shelby had this big farm to run around on. And now she's, like, cooped up in this little house.
0: They should left her on the farm
1: they are still own the farm
0: don't they they should they had it for they had it for sale in the finale but according to Homecoming um, they still own it yeah but then again Brian did say that was an alternate future, which which doesn't make any sense because the Legion time travel only works one way but whatever
1: and I, and I wonder what happened to make it not work out that Cutter couldn't go to Smallville High.
0: Well, she kind of says it. She says it's different than yeah. when Clark went. That the people are different and all that. So right. he, she sent him somewhere where she finally
1: he, realized they're all creepy stalkers of that town.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I would know what know what story though for season eleven. I would really like to see, and I know I might be the only one. What I. I would really like to see a story in Smallville season 11 where Clark goes back to Smallville again for some reason. He's doing groceries or he's doing chores on the farm yeah. or something. But a bunch of the meteor freaks he put away attack him. That'd be cool. Like just a bunch of, like more a with ton of meteor freaks. More. I would just love that. I think that would be my favorite story of Smallville season 11 because honestly, meteor freaks are what made Smallville awesome for me. Yeah at least originally when I first saw the first few seasons and I would love to see them back. I think they're too important to the show. Well, to you just could even
1: th- make them more powerful now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and I would love to see bug boy again. Like he helps him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool.
0: I think that'd be very cool. That but you know,
1: I, I just don't know if it fits into what Brian wants to do.
0: No. I, and I'm sure it doesn't, but I think it'd be a fun story to tell. They call it freaks.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, it's too close to the episode freak though. Oh. Oh. I'd be on board still though. I wouldn't care.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool.
0: Psychos, you could call it psychos.
1: Psychos. Crows. Stalkers.
0: <laughs> Stalkers. That'd be the best one. Stalkers. There you go. All right, Brian, we need you to write the story.
1: Yes, Brian, take notes. Start on it.
0: So, anyway, that's that's just me. But, yeah, that's me reminiscing. Thank you, Martha.
1: Well, and and on the other neck of the woods, we had some flashbacks going on to a yeah. younger, much, much younger Diana, and a new rendition of Paul's story of Steve Trevor ending up on the island. Come, basically, we've got a young... I would say Diana what, nine years old?
0: Something like that.
1: And then she finds a nine-year-old, Steve Trevor, who washed on shore. His parents seemed like they were shipwrecked. It seems like a really sad story.
0: Well, it was a plane crash, and it seems like his parents died. But yeah. that's not how it's supposed to
1: Well, they were graves. They buried graves for him on yeah. the island, which is sad.
0: That is sad.
1: And Diana tries to cheer him up by playing football with him and doing some nice little things. Right. I like that. But it brings me to a question, Michael. Do you think we're going to get a situation where Steve Trevor and Diana have like a Chloe Clark situation where they're really good friends or do you think it's going to be uh, a romance between them
0: i don't know i mean i've always liked steve trevor i th- i've always thought he's yeah. a very underrated very cool character and when the new 52 came out with uh the justice league book and yeah. then wonder woman and all books i was really excited that he got a big role i mean he leads the justice league of america team now and i think that's just a fantastic way to do it and they made him awesome um, they did. They made him super awesome. And that animated Wonder Woman movie with him is fantastic as well. Yes. Nathan <laughs> And does the voice. Oh,
1: it was great. And that's what they really should do with the humor that I was talking about before.
0: It, exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, I'm
0: hoping that they go down the uh, romantic path with the, these two, even if they yeah. don't figure it out in this, in this story, I, I would like them to get together at some point, because I think Smallville is one of those shows where every character has their own happy ending. And who knows, Batman may never marry Selina Kyle or whoever, but I I think one day even he'll in the Smallville universe
1: have a happy ending. Yeah, because, I mean, that's how the show's played out for everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, and really the show is kind of like Chuck in that regard, where for the most part every character has a happy ending unless they're off.
1: Well, we could see with Wonder Woman and, I mean... Yeah, with Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor, because that maybe it's like they only they they see each other as friends, but they really actually truly like each other. Could it be that well, type of situation? Easily, okay. and
0: and that scene, and that scene in the third chapter where uh, where Steve Trevor barges into the church after Wonder Woman and them had fought the Harpies. Yeah. She, she just runs away. She Diana flies away because she's yeah. like, I can't do this. So she obviously has some sort of feelings for him.
1: Gourmet, hopefully there wasn't a falling out. I don't know.
0: I don't know. We'll have to keep keep, uh, paying attention to the flashbacks, but I don't know.
1: I guess uh, I I, I see her and Lois being buddies in this. Got Lois kind of helping out her feelings and her relationship stuff. I do too. Um, Maybe she just doesn't know how to express her feelings. Which is an issue yeah. Clark had in Smallville. So maybe, you know, that's going to come into play with stuff.
0: He's, well, yeah. I mean, she's she is a princess, but really she's a warrior princess. And I don't mean that to be a Xena right. pun, but that's really what she is. Yeah, it was a description. So, I mean, Diana the warrior princess, that's really who she is.
1: Go on. She's, so, she's lived on an island where all she knows is is women. I mean... She she sheltered her whole life. Yeah, I mean, for lack of a better word, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of the idea of you know, going growing up and going out in the world. You know, yeah. Going from going from you know, high school into adult the adult world. It really is.
0: And and she's somewhere where she just doesn't know where she. Well, I mean, she does know where she is, but she right. doesn't. She doesn't know the culture. She doesn't understand the people. And at this point, yeah. Lois and possibly even Clark are really the only people she trusted right now.
1: Yeah. And maybe Martha Kent. Well, and and Lois has insight, I guess, because Steve Trevor, says they used to date. Okay. I think and, that's kind of fun?
0: I don't know because Mark Pritchard, the guy, the other guy who writes the smallville reviews for Superman homepage, the guy yeah. I uh, schmooch with every every few weeks. He he wrote his, in his review that basically Lois has dated just about everybody, yeah, especially people who Clark is now good friends with. So he's kind of calling her a slut, sort of.
1: <laughs> and I feel like she was a girl that was like crazy during those college year college years before she met Clark.
0: I guess, but I don't know. I just, I don't like that ass. I never liked when she dated Aquaman. I never liked when she dated Oliver. They're making her kind of like a hick trucker now. And I don't like that. It's dumb. It's going too far. It is going too far. That's not who loves, like, okay. Prime example. She has more anti than that. Well, that. And I just got Superman Annual Issue 2, which was written by Scott Lobdell and Dan Juergens. Okay. Okay. Dan, Dan Jurgens understands how to write Superman and his uh, family, so to speak. Right. Uh, Scott Lobdell is sort of getting there, which is why I think they co-wrote it. Okay. The whole story is a Lois story, and it's basically this case from her point of view that has to do with Brainiac and Superman and has to do with a story coming called War that has to do with uh, minions of Brainiac, technically, or alien abductees okay. uh, that abduct, abduct, uh, abducted. The whole thing is told from her perspective, and she has made a much more likable character in this story than I've actually read in years, quite honestly. Well, I mean, good. Smallville Season 11 included. And, yeah. I, and I like her in this book, don't get me wrong, but ever since Valkyrie, they've tried to make her someone she's not, and I really do not like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't see her as someone that's like just going to sleep with everybody. Yeah. You know, she she seems tougher than that. I always have well, taken she's... Lois as the tough independent woman. Exactly. Um, I mean I, I don't know and I don't know if this is like a good thing where they need to go really extreme to say, Okay, there's a big difference between Lois and Chloe to stop that nonsense. But that's kinda over. I mean I think that's like three years ago.
0: I think that's like five years ago,
1: really. Yeah, I don't think anyone's fighting over Chloe becoming Lois or Lois becoming Chloe or anything like that anymore. No. Um, I... And and really,
0: though, I mean, Superman Annual 2. Go pick it up. It may be a new 52 story. You may not like the new 52. You may not even like the new 52 Superman or Scott Lobdell. I get it. But Dan Juergens co-writes it, and it's Which fantastic. Helps. Which helps.
1: Dan Juergens has written a lot of Superman. Good Superman. Yeah. He wrote Death of Superman. He wrote good. pretty much
0: Superman in the nineties. Yes. Wow. And the eighties. Good. Good stuff. Uh, good Superman. But that really, the stuff that, that story gets Lois so right, it's ridiculous. And and I recently I don't want to check also that out. the same time I got Superman Annual two, I got Smallville Season eleven Special Issue two, which is Valkyrie, and I was comparing, and I. And I just realized I really do not like the season 11 version of Lois. I just don't. I'm not. I, I love Lois Lane, but I'm not a huge fan of this. Yeah. I'm just not.
1: And, and, and I, I wonder if that comes from like, just, no offense to Brian, one writer's doing it instead maybe. of like five or six.
0: And that that's completely. Because
1: they uh, can balance it out. Where yeah. Brian says, Okay, I see small LCs eleven. Lois adds this. Cut okay, he's going with us. It's and some people might like it. And if this is, you know, what Brian's comfortable with writing, more power to him. But you know, you and I feel a little bit differently about that. Yeah. Which is I mean, that's that's cool. 'Cause that's terrible though. No, it's not terrible, but it's
0: also not really that good in my opinion. But, but it's I, better I think than got,
1: Superman or Clark being attracted to Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's up there. But yeah.
1: Got that, that's 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 a can of worms. As long as everyone stays friends, I'm happy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Go read Superman annual too. Right.
1: But I, I also want something where Diana helps Clark in a way too. Deals with something he has going on in his personal life.
0: That'd be interesting. I don't know what you'd do, but that'd yeah. be interesting.
1: I mean, I, I feel like Wonder Woman should be someone... I, I think where Jeff Jones hit it right with a connection between Wonder Woman and, and Superman is the fact that they both have so much power and it both kind of makes them alone. and sometimes uh, yeah. it makes it hard for them to relate to people. But I feel like that yeah. should be something that... Forms like a brother-sister bond between them. Or or a friendship bond. I agree. And they can confide in each other to help each other deal with this stuff. I agree. But them together is weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like what they're doing is they're isolating themselves by being together.
0: And, and I think the problem with New Fifty Two Wonder Woman is that she's she's more manipulative than any other version of Wonder Woman, and it seems more wow. like she's manipulating Superman to do certain things and go outside of his comfort zone in a bad way than he is than she is helping him.
1: Well, I guess the idea is she's a military strategist, and I think that's what she's doing.
0: Well, she's playing all her cards. Right. And, I mean, if you've read Trinity War, the first three issues, uh, Justice League, Justice League of America, and Justice League Dark, it I mean, that's that's the vibe you get from her. Yeah. She's almost kind of a uh, co-villain of the story, even.
1: Well, and she's almost, almost trying to allow her people to take over. Yeah. It's like an invasion kind of thing. Which, oh, God, careful with that, because... Amazon attacks was a horrible arc. Well, a couple of years not ago,
0: only that, but it didn't make any sense. No one yeah. knew why it was happening. It was done better in Flashpoint when Jeff Johns did it.
1: Well, of course, everything's better when Jeff Johns did it, right? By the way, Except go for...
0: if you have not seen it yet, go watch Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox because it's fantastic. It's better than the comic. <laughs> I'm serious. That confusing. I... It's less confused. It's it's so much better than the comic, and I loved the comic because I love Jeff Johns. But oh my gosh, they get it so right, and it feels like it feels like it should be a live action movie, and it's violent as heck.
1: Awesome. It's it's really good. So now, what are they going to do a uh, Trinity War? No, their next their next, uh,
0: their next uh, story is Justice League War, which is the first. Justice League arc from the new 52 with Darkseid oh that's cool that's that's the next movie they're doing then do Trinity War no then do
1: Death of the Family Death of the Family then Trinity War yeah
0: I, yeah. Don't, I don't think we're going to see those though because they're also working on a Batman Arkham Asylum mo- animated movie Ooh, based cool. off video games and then they're making a Son of Batman uh, movie which is the Damien arc when he first appears
1: well that's kind of cool yeah, I wonder who they'll get to play Damien.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I was wondering that too. It'd be interesting if you had someone like, um, and unfortunately uh, these characters aren't as cool on the show as they are in their comics, but if you had someone who, like the guy who played cu- plays Carl on The Walking Dead, or even the kid who plays Matt in Falling Skies,
1: I think cool. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I like that going have the guy that's Ben play Tim Drake,
0: and and Drew Roy who plays Hal play Nightwing. Yes, and then I would not. I really wouldn't mind Noah Wiley doing Batman if he does. If he did that little thing he can do with his voice, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. If not, have him be Rachel Ra- Gould because that would be just as cool.
1: <laughs> oh, another thing I want for voice casting: Grace, Rachel Nichols from Continuum, because Wonder Woman and Justice League War.
0: I want that in the live-action
1: movie. I want that too, but yeah.
0: Actually, I really want Kate Beckinsale. Rachel Nichols is my second choice for the live-action movie. Kate Beckinsale, I think, would be amazing. I don't
1: know. I think she's too old now. But she's immortal.
0: Yes. It's okay. It makes sense. She and Henry Cavill don't look like they're that far apart in age. They really yeah,
1: don't. Yeah, you can buy that.
0: And Henry Cavill is supposed to be like in his 30s in the movie. He's 33 in Man of Steel. If you have a Wonder Woman who's like 40 or or 35 or 6 or something, that's not bad. It's true. You're probably going to have a Martian Manhunter who's in his like 50s if you get Martian Manhunter. Yeah, they do them. I doubt they will, but I hope they do.
1: Actually they so could use the guy that voiced Martian Manhunter. Got just League the Adveid series. Carl Lumby? it Carl, Carl Lumby to play Martian Manhunter.
0: I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I I wouldn't mind Giancarlo Esposito, actually. Yeah. Uh, from uh Revolution. I would not mind him. I think he'd do a good job.
1: I think he would be cool playing a villain too.
0: But, like, who? It's like, he question, might be a good thod, but... it's a good question. Steppenwolf, even, actually. Yeah. That would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know who you'd get him to play.
1: I was thinking the other day that the guy that's uh, Travis, kind Con of continuum, would be perfect as Bishop in the X-Men movies.
0: Oh, my gosh, you're right.
1: And I'm like, why did they cast him? Are you kidding me? Actually,
0: know who he'd be really good as too. Cool. Luke Cage. Yes. Yes. By the way, him and uh, him and uh, Kira have this awesome fight scene in the Continuum finale. Oh. Oh my god! And it goes on forever, and you think it's gonna end like really quickly, but it goes on for like eight minutes. It's awesome.
1: Michael, is this DC Nation or is this Tangent Time? I know. I kind of I kind of <laughs> wish it was Tangent. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, guys.
1: I'm Michael sorry. I haven't talked in a while, as you can tell. Yeah. Yes. We're just having fun. No, yes. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else with Smallville? Um, we got the relationship stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess Clark, going to the Underwater Fortress, we could talk about where Steve Trevor was. Yeah, the DEO place? The DEO. The DEO, I guess, is a Replacement for checkmate. Yep. Because of what happened. So they're worried I'm, about Katorians again, I guess.
0: I'm really shocked they didn't do Argus, actually.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm glad they did DEO,
0: because honestly, I haven't really heard much from DEO since Infinite Crisis. And the biggest thing I ever saw them in was in Superman, Batman, Batman, Public Enemies.
1: Now, the DEO, is that what Wonder Woman worked for? in the comic after Infinite Crisis?
0: I'm trying to remember. I know it was not Checkmate. And Argus I want to create... say
1: it was like the Department of meta Affairs. Because what that what, was cause. That's what okay. she worked for.
0: Because DEO is Department of Extranormal Operations or something. Okay. Because that
1: sounds like a Justice League Dark thing.
0: DEO? Yeah. No, because that's been around since Lex Luthor was president.
1: Really? Uh oh. I wonder if that means we're going somewhere.
0: Oh, foreshadowing. You never know.
1: And I like that Steve Trevor is the awesome like secret aged guy that he is in the new fifty two. Yep. That's a great move. He's kind of Bondish,
0: but with this sense of humor to him, kinda of like uh Right. I actually no, he's not as Bondish. He's more Indiana Jones-ish to me.
1: And that's cool. I Just like without
0: that. the get up.
1: Well, it makes him different than other characters we've seen on Smallville That's kind of been like that. You know, he's not like Jimmy Bond yeah. or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's kind of like Oliver almost, too. He—he's. He, it seems like they kind of want him to be Oliver's replacement for now.
1: That, and that's fine. I think we need a character like that.
0: I think so, too. And I think Steve Trevor would be the best one to do, given his current popularity.
1: Kind of the fact that he's friends with Green Arrow in the comics. <laughs> They yeah. can hit it off, yeah. Plus, as we Emotion, said, man. right? Kind of when Lex left the show, um, way back at the end of season six, or season seven. seven, um, we said, you know, they needed someone to fly Clark places and kind of use money to help the team. Well, Chloe and Clark deal with situations. Um, Oliver took the, uh, that role really well. And now maybe you're going to have Steve Trevor using the resources of the DEO to help Clark and, and the Watchtower group kind of deal with certain situations.
0: I think that'd be really cool. And I think that'd be a good way to get the Justice League um, exempt right. from different government stuff.
1: I always say to refrain have to... from calling them the Justice League, though, because they're not the Justice League yet. They don't call themselves that yet.
0: Well, not yet. But they're building the Watchtower, so it's good enough for me.
1: Well, and I think at the end of this arc that's going to happen with the Monitor, that's going to bring about the Justice League. I think so, too. Because I feel like this whole season is... You're getting different pieces of the Justice League built up that we haven't seen yet.
0: And I really want more of of the Crisis story. Because it seems like we haven't had it in a long time, and really we yeah. haven't since Haunted. And let's see, how many how many arcs is that since Haunted? You have Valkyrie, you have yeah. Argo, you have Effigy, and now you have Olympus. That's four arcs ago we had our last mention of the crisis.
1: Well, and I thought that some uh, Argo would connect to that stuff. Yeah, I did too. I was, su- I was actually kind
0: of surprised it didn't. But who knows, maybe the Legion will come back for it.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I thought they would, because I remember the Legion giving warnings about the Infinite cri- Crisis before it was going to happen and stuff in the comic Yeah, class. because
0: yeah, cause Cosmic Boy got his own series out of it.
1: Right, exactly.
0: His Paul Levitt series, I think.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Kara being involved and talking about her and stuff. Well, I'm
0: wondering if they're going to kill Kara off because that's what happened in Crisis on Infinite Earths, the oh. story that this is based.
1: Can you handle that, Michael? I don't know. With your crush on Laura Mandevort?
0: I don't know. I don't, think I don't, it's just
1: a drawing. It's not going to happen. It's on the actual show. Yeah,
0: at least I don't have to watch it happen. Yeah. I can read it happening. That's a little better.
1: Ov. Oh, <laughs> it ended on a crisis with. Laura Vandervoort. For you, Michael. I'm sorry. For me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's crying I'm now.
0: I'm in so badly.
1: Here's a tissue. Thank you. All the way to Montana.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I think I think Laura Vandervoort and Jason David Frank are my two biggest celebrities that I really want to meet. I think <laughs> that's, that's what I've decided. I know that's weird because one of them was Supergirl and one of them was the green, white, red, black Ranger. But I don't know. Actually, no, it's green, white, twice
1: red, black Ranger.
0: Yeah. Everyone always forgets about Turbo and for good reason, but still.
1: Well, it was only 15 episodes that he was on.
0: That he was on. That's true. But then he had the movie.
1: Isn't it sad that we know that? Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's pretty sad, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is.
1: Netflix, everyone. Check it out. Yeah. I
0: could tell you the episode which he leaves, but I won't.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people know that, actually. But, yeah. Oh, really? Again, we're having It's Tangent Time again. Yeah. So, I, I think we'll wrap up the discussion on Olympus today.
0: <laughs> Good idea, huh?
1: Because <laughs> we're just going to lose everybody. But, uh, fun talking about it. Keep reading and stuff. Come. We'll do a quick review on hollow Maybe Next week's episode. Maybe the week after, depending on time. I don't know. We'll just have to see on that one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But anyway, Michael, would you like to tell covering what we're doing on next week's episode? Come as we go into the closing.
0: Absolutely. Dan, on the next episode of the DC nation podcast, Dan and I will be covering DC comics, DC Nation, and all of DC Entertainment at San Diego Comic-Con 2013. And through this, we will be going over movie news that we found out about new films potentially coming out, television news, whether that's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, with Arrow or DC Nation, and a potential other series that will be released. And of course, comics, including news on Trinity War, Zero Year, Forever Evil, and much more.
1: Basically, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be covering the DC Comics panels that took place at Comic-Con. So that's going to be mainly the stuff that took place with the new 52 writers and artists. Yeah. But we're going to throw in a little couple of references and discussions about Zack Snyder's big announcement that he made at Comic-Con. About the world's finest movies. So you get to hear our thoughts on that. So we'll we'll go over that. We'll maybe go over a little bit of Arrow, Bob, just the stuff about the Flash coming in. Because yeah, I know cause... Michael's covered that at Longbow Hunters.
0: I know you want to talk about that, so I I, I want to talk about that with
1: you. So I to, yeah, I want to hear some of your thoughts on that, and just in case not everyone listens to Longbow Hunters, they'll get some insight on that. Because that is a big deal. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Beware the Batman, but we're going to cover that more fully in a discussion, the episode after that.
0: Yeah, and and we will do... Once we get caught up on Beware the Batman on Smallville and on everything else, like Dan said earlier, it will go back to our normal uh, schedule where we'll cover Beware the Batman, we'll share our brief thoughts on the Teen Titans Go that week, and we'll cover Smallville. Kind of like we did when Green Lantern Animated Series and Young Justice Invasion were on the air, just with Beware the Batman and Teen Titans Go instead.
1: Yeah, and I I think we're going to kind of cut down on the shorts coverage because that was kind of getting difficult. To keep track of,
0: and really, Teen Titans Goer is kind of like mini shorts anyway, yeah. just longer, you know. So, so uh, we'll yeah. do that. I mean, we'll probably talk about a few of the shorts though if they're really good that
1: week. Yes, and until we come out with all of that, you can check out our other podcasts, which are actually going to have Comic Con themed episodes coming out. Got first off, we've got It's Digit Time, and Michael, you want to explain that one since it's yours, your baby.
0: Well, basically. Uh... Wu and I, when we started Retro Reviews uh, two years ago, uh, we covered basically just Smallville and then any other TV show we wanted. We realized that that wasn't enough, and so we kind of rebooted Retro Reviews, New 52 style, with a new name, new mission statement, new logo, but your same old hosts, aka your very own DC Comics, Wu and I, and we basically talk about any... Uh, Any news or opinions or anything we really want to talk about from uh, movies to television to comics to actors to whatever, we're doing another one this Sunday at time of recording. It's uh, Friday the 9th of August. Uh, We're going to do another one on Sunday, Uh, and Andy Babacht actually is going to be joining us for that, so that's going to be exciting. It'll probably be a two-hour podcast, but they're definitely a lot of fun to listen to. I know Dan listened to the
1: last one, and that one turned out pretty well, I thought, so... Yeah, what, what are we talking about on this upcoming episode?
0: I, I You know, and that's a good question. I'm not completely sure. I know we will be covering a little bit of the latest Arrow news with uh, The Flash and Metamorpho. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but that's but that's all I know so far. I have a few ideas, and I know who gets most of it down. Usually yeah. we don't talk about it before we record, so that's spur, spur of the moment.
1: So you're just going to talk about Andy then? Yeah, probably. And
0: Summer Glau and how much she kills shows.
1: Oh, oh, baby. Gotta know. Oh, we'll ouch. There. Okay. I said that out loud. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's okay. It's okay. You guys can duke it out on. It gets tangent time later. Also, yep. we've got Across the Airwaves. Gotten that's the podcast that covers basically every live action show that's out there. Um, And right now, we just finished covering Falling Skies, which was on, as well as Warehouse 13. Gotten Defiance. And our next episode, is just basically going to be Michael and I talking about the last four episodes in season two of Continuum, cause they're really good, and I need to binge watch through them all because I just can't wait to see what happens next. So we're not literally
0: gonna the best sci-fi show out there right now.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna watch all that. We're gonna talk about four episodes, Michael and I. So that's gonna be our next ATA episode. Um, and then we're going to take a little break for a while until all the new shows come back in the fall. Because then it's going to get pretty hardcore around here as we go back to covering Castle, Supernatural, a bunch of Doctor Who, a bunch of our old favorites. Got some new shows too, so keep an eye out for that. Because last yep. but not least, we have ATA and t the Arrow podcast, which uh, just came out with an episode covering the panel for Arrow that took place at Comic-Con. And then, Michael and Will are now on hiatus for a little bit longer now. Come until, what, the DVD Blu-ray release of Season 1?
0: Yes, and that will be in September. We'll do that, and of course, we'll probably have a few tangent times before then.
1: Okay, so that's the next episode of Arrow. Because then after that, you can expect it on a weekly basis while new episodes of Arrow are airing, and Season 2 is coming soon. Because there's a trailer right now online, which is awesome. Yep, so I'm excited. And are you from, uh one more show, Dan? Yes, we have one more show. A brand new show. It's, it's, a, that it's I, a Marvel show. So that I haven't crazy. yet added to the, the script for DC Nation because it's so new. Got that is the Helicarrier podcast, which covers episodes of Agents of Shield in greater detail. Got again, Agents of Shield has not aired yet. Got it's coming in October. Got Tuesday nights on ABC. At eight seven central, but uh, we do have an episode zero that Andy released, um, and on that podcast he introduces his co-host Chris, who's a really great guy from Canada, awesome dude, and uh, they basically talk about what was talked about Agents of Shield at Comic Con, got a little bit about the watching the pilot, without spoiling anything. Andy's kind of a spoiler Nazi, so. He won't blow anything for you if you listen to the episode. And then uh, once SHIELD starts, they'll be having regular episodes covering Agents of SHIELD on a weekly basis, just like what we do with Fogball Hunters. So check out that podcast. Andy's really excited about it. And he'd like to know if you guys are out there supporting it or excited about it because he's doing a great job. Yep. Yeah. Also, our podcast is affiliated with DC Entertainment Shop.com. Um, And if you're interested in buying any DC products, come visit our website at www.acrosstheairwaves.com. And under the Spotlight section, which shows our recent release blog articles, to the right-hand side is a little box that says DC Entertainment on it, or DCshop.com on it. Come click that box, and everything you buy, come after clicking on that box, will help support Across the Airwaves. So if you could do that, we'd really appreciate it. Also, um, if you'd like, you can contact us Got a variety of ways. And you can do that by visiting our website at www.acrosstheairwaves.com. Come there. You can email us at acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. Again, that's acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. You can also click the like button on our page to access our Facebook. And by accessing our Facebook um, you'll get to follow all the movie and TV news uh, that Nico and Wu uh, post for everyone every week, Got uh, report on on our various podcasts, and also you can stay updated on our podcast episode releases. Okay, for that same content, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is Across Airwaves. There's no the there. It's just Across Airwaves. Or you could join our circle on Google+. Plus. Also, if you'd like uh, to talk about anything new with Smallville, or what's to come for DC Comics or any of the other shows we talk about, you can leave us a voicemail. What number can you call to do that, Michael? 1773-809-3363. That is
0: 1773-809-3363.
1: Yep, and also you can check out our um, YouTube channel, which features previews and promos for upcoming Across the airwaves events and movies such as the new Muppet film that's going to be coming out, which has a really funny trailer. And yeah. um, uh, Thor The Dark World, we have a trailer out for that. And we should be posting more trailers um, within the week for upcoming films that were previewed or introduced to audiences at Comic-Con. Also, for all the panels and discussions um, that took place at Comic-Con 2013, um, you could watch them all on our Across the Airwaves YouTube channel by checking out the playlist labeled as Comic-Con 2013. So check that out, and that will let you be able to follow along with our Across the Airways Comic-Con special, which will be coming out sometime next week. Yep. Also, um, if you don't want to go back through this podcast, for all the ways you can contact us, you can download our Podcast Box app, which will let you stay in contact with our podcast, listen to our podcast through your iPad or iPhone, and if you're on Windows or Android devices, you can download our Android app through the Amazon Marketplace. And with that app, you can also stay in contact with our podcast, got listen to our podcast on those Android or Windows devices. So once again, for our ATA core members, Nico Reifsteck, Gadiba Bach, Wu Kim, I'm Dan Schmitz, and I'm Michael J. Petty. Gotta until our next episode, we will catch you on the airwaves. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to our small discussion today. got look forward to our Comic-Con episode coming up probably next week. See ya.
0: Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman. Now
1: the world is ready for you
0: hawk honking dove, stop a war with love, make, make the a liar, liar tell it truth, Wonder Woman.
1: Wonder Woman, get us out from under, Wonder Woman.